This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Obehave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, what's your doggone favorite quote? And, you know, emphasis on doggone, because I'm referring to any witty, inspirational, or just simply spot-on statement about all things D-O-G. At a loss to come up with something? What, cat got your tongue? Hey, no worries. You are in good pause today because our special guest is an award-winning author who just wrote a book filled with quips and quotes about dogs. Please welcome back to our show and here to discuss his newest book. I love the title, Life's a Pooch, Quotes About Dogs by People Who Love Them. Of course, I'm speaking of the amazing, the possum, Vos Hadley. Hey, welcome to the show, Vos. Well, thank you, Arden. Beautiful build-up. <laughs> I know my dogs in the background are going, yeah, I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. So we're going to find out a little bit more about Vos, this book, and something that maybe you can keep in your mind as a favorite quote for your favorite dog after we pay for this show by taking a quick commercial break. So you all know the drill, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Oh, behave, we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We've got back on our show, Bose Hadley. And you're thinking, hmm, I know that name. I know that name. It's spelled B-O-Z-E. And then his last name is H-A-D-L-E-I-G-H. He is a prolific author. And if you get your memory right back in, is it 1988 or 1998, you won Jeopardy? Yes, in 1998, Jeopardy, exactly, with an animal question. It was about (gasps) 
I won it because the category was financial history, but I, before going to Canada, I had read up that years ago, fur skins were legal <laughs> barter in Canada, were as oh. good as money. And for that reason, I won. And, you know, you have to bet this huge amount of your winnings. And if I hadn't been the only one who got the answer right, then the returning champion would have won. <laughs> but that's Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So were you on for two days or what was no, your... No, you know, it was just one day. We did a break then for over a month. And uh -huh. I had a relative who was in the hospital and I didn't get to sleep. But also the reason I didn't re win is because the next time I grew up with my sister watching Saturday morning cartoons. But by then I was an adult. So there was another <laughs> contestant who had a little girl with whom he watched Saturday morning cartoons, and he uh -huh. ran through the whole category, and that oh, helped him win. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you know what? Think of how many people. This is almost as fun as winning the lotto. You know, you got to hang out with Alex Trebek and actually yeah. put in the form of a question a winning answer. This is true. And, you know, people will ask, uh, what, were you nervous? Well, there was no time to be nervous because from until you get to the final thing, it just goes zoom, 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 zoom. I mean, it looks so leisurely on TV. It is not. <laughs> oh, no, I bet it isn't. What's Alex Trebek like? I know he's. it's about 20 years ago, but that's okay. What, what's your thought? Now he's selling us some well, insurance very, for right. older people. <laughs> exactly, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. No, he's very personable and very frank because, well, he was warming up the audience. He said, I pity the man who marries my daughter. And at first I thought he was joking, but... He was not joking. Oh, so all okay. I know is that's what he said. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't marry his daughter. <laughs> right. No. no. <laughs> all right. Well, we're speaking, of course, with Rose Hadley, and he is the author of many, many books. I mean, I think you've written over 20 at this point. And, Two dozen, and I, yeah. This is the 24th book. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And it's only my, my second, well, thank you, and it's only my second animal-themed book. Two years ago when I was on your show, they're all nonfiction. It was Holy Cow, which there are several books by that title, but this one was all about all the words, expressions, and epithets that have animals in them uh, explained. In other words, you name it, whether raining cats and dogs or wild goose chase, it's in there. I love that kind of digging research. I'm an ex-newspaper reporter, so I love anybody uh, that does okay. a lot of good reporting. I mean, if I, you don't mind, I want to kind of throw out some other titles because sure. people need to get your books. I love this. You have Celebrity Feuds. Mm -hmm. You have Marilyn Forever, which I'm yeah. assuming is Marilyn Monroe, of course. Who else, um, yes. And now your next book has to be Marilyn Forever because in your current book here that we're having you on the show, Life's a Pooch, she's been quoted a few times in your book and including my, I guess it's kind of a sad, but a straight up quote from her was, a dog will never tell you to shut up. Exactly. And she was very pro-animals to the degree that people like Brigitte Bardot, who retired as a sex symbol at age 40 and then became an animal rights activist in France, and also Betty White have said, had Marilyn lived, she would almost doubtless be like Doris Day, an animal rights activist. Oh my gosh, and, that's fascinating. And we got a lovely blurb from Betty White for Life's a Pooch. She says right on the front cover, read this with your dog, you'll both love it. And the reason she says that, too, is she adds, your dog loves your voice. That's one of the things your dog loves about you. You know, she is a, a gem, and uh, she's been on our radio show. I've been very honored. 
but she has that bite to her humor still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I introduced her mistakenly as a six-time Emmy Award winner, and she quickly corrected me and said, no, my dear, I've won seven. Oh. And then uh, we exchanged books. I sent her one of my books, and she sent me one of hers. And her dog at the time was named Pontiac, and she wanted to make sure that we all clarify that was named after the Indian chief, not the car. Right, so, exactly. so here's how she signed her book for me, Bose. She signed it to Chipper, Callie, Murphy, and Cleo, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. You too, Arden. Love, too, like Betty White and Pontiac. <laughs> exactly. The dogs come first, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she dissed me. She dissed sure. me, but that's okay. So what is it about you and gathering research? I mean, tell us your background a little bit. Remind our listeners. because you Well, you have I, I enjoy research because, you know, depending on the topic, everyone has things they're more interested in than others. But my father was a UC history professor, and mm-hmm. I do have a master's in journalism, and I love to read, but primarily nonfiction. And uh, I began collecting quotes around 2000 for this book, and I had already begun collecting cat quotes, but as you know, Arden, dog books are more commercial. In other words, if you propose a cat book, it may get turned down. Uh, The dog (laughs) book may, but has a better chance of getting published. So anyway, it took all these years to collect them from books, magazines, online, but very carefully online, because online is not edited. So with the internet, you have to triple check. Right. And then, too, I travel a lot. I've been to over 60 countries and speak five languages. So if I happen to see a quote in a periodical in French or Italian, say, or a book in Spanish, and it's a good quote, and that's the other thing. You really have to sift. For all the, let's say you collect uh, 10 quotes, you might use three of them. That's right. That's right. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you don't want them to be repetitive or just padding or everybody just saying, I love my dog. I love my dog. I love my dog. <laughs> you know, you want something different. Why do you love your dog? You see, that kind of thing. Well, and, and my favorite, men- yeah, one of mm-hmm. my favorites, folks, if we could, your book is called Life's a Pooch and you divide it into five sections. You know, you've yeah. got your dog as your best pal, pampered, famous TV and movie dogs, cultural icons. And I'm very proud to hear you say you gave a little equal time to cats because that'll be life's a meow will follow Mm -hmm. because all publishers, once you've set the stage as success for the dog book, then they suddenly realize that there are more cats than dogs in households. Exactly. There are now, yes. There you go. You have me at me now. There you go. You got me. (laughs) Right. And in fact, there may be a follow-up. I just recently sent an 8,000-word sample, and uh, in by March, we will know if there's going to be a Cat Quotes book out before Christmas. Oh, so can we'll I say it? Can we say Meowvelous? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you can. <laughs> of well, course, we need a wonderful title, but like yeah. this one, Life's a Pooch, that's, I did not come up with this title. Usually, the author does, as you know, mm-hmm. but uh, fortunately, they came up with Life's a Pooch and not Life's a Bitch because uh, oh, this yeah. is optimistic. And, and non-sexist. Well, you can have something with the cat's meow or something. You can play with it. You're a wordsmith. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. cat entertainment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, oh. in, on page 92 of your book, see, I actually did look through it. I have to tell you one of my favorites, because I'm a word punter, is from uh, country singer Mel Tillis. You wrote, yes. this is him quoted, I love Lassie. Growing up, I wanted to have my own Lassie, but I knew what people would say. And what would they say, Bose? Here comes melancholy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, there are lots of them. And then June Carter Cash has a quote about every dog has his day, which is an expression. That one is explained in Holy Cow. And she Mm -hmm. said, unless his tail is cut off, in which case he has a weak hand. There you go. There you go. So you say you triple check, and I I love hearing that because as a 20-year former newspaper reporter, we were told if your mother tells you she loves you, check it out. So (laughs) uh, with the Internet being good and bad, how do you triple check? How do you make sure that these are actual quotes, especially from famous folks that are no longer around to verify? Yes, exactly. And, you know, very often in that case, there's someone who said a very famous quote, and then someone else after they're dead will say the same thing. And you wonder, well, who said it first? And very often it's the older person or the one who is deceased. So you try and check in dictionaries, in uh, biographies, in books, because books are very edited. Yeah, when you can. Now, sometimes you can get, not to the deceased, but you can get through to the person, let's say Mary Tyler Moore. And uh, did you really say this? And then she'll say, well, I didn't say exactly that. Here's what I really said, that kind of thing. And then if it is someone as nice as Mary Tyler Moore, she will say, by the way, why don't you try, I'll give you the phone number or the email of Betty White. Yeah, and one leads to another to another. So that helps. Well, yeah, but your whole approach, you're a very polite man, and they know that you're not just trying to hurry up and and you're actually having a conversation with them and you're trying to do something that will bring a smile, a little bit of joy to people. So I think your approach is also very legit. Well, thank you. The point is, of course, as you say, to make the book entertaining, but also at times if you read this, some of the things in it are informative and very surprising. And again, the more you learn about dogs as well as cats, the more you're impressed by them. So I've had people who've been reading this book because it came out several weeks ago, and they've said, well, I didn't know that about dogs, and I've owned dogs for decades, that kind of thing. So, And that's part of the fun of research. You learn so much yourself. Well, one of your folks you cited is a former newspaper colleague of mine, John Grogan. We were both at the Sun Sentinel together for uh, nine years, and I knew he and his wife before they even adopted that box-headed lab named Marley of Marley and Me. But uh, John's quote really, I think, says it. And he wrote in your book, Life's a Pooch, such short little lives our pets have to spend with us. And they spend most of it waiting for us to come home each day. That's pretty powerful. What do you think of that? It is. Oh, well, you know, there are various quotes in it that almost bring a tear to your eye. And at the end, there is an epilogue. And I was asked, what would you like to write about the epilogue? And I said, well, something serious just to inform people that when you take a dog to a shelter and you assume it'll get a home, most of them do not. And a shelter worker describes very vividly what it is like when the dog is led to the final place where its life will end. Yeah, your book is over 200 pages. It's a hardback, right? And it's about yes. $15, is that correct? Well, that's what surprised me. I assumed it would be a paperback because I have had $15 paperbacks with no illustration. This is not an illustrated book per se, although it has a beautiful cover with the three little dogs on it. Uh, but it's so beautifully packaged. But because it was printed overseas in a certain country whose name begins <laughs> with C, where unfortunately they still eat dogs at times, it is a $15 hardcover. Yeah. Wow, wow. Now, you had a dog, I think, didn't you? You know, I had a cat named Rusty, a Siamese. Rust. Okay. And uh, Holy Cow was dedicated to him. Uh, he's gone, but not forgotten. And uh, I haven't had a dog, though. I love dogs, partly because of travel, nor a cat anymore. And here in Beverly Hills, I live in an apartment. 
Yeah. So that's another thing. And then it, it, between countries, when I'm in Sydney, Australia, you know, the quarantine laws. And uh, I'm getting some cat quotes where people are saying the reason. In fact, Ida Lupino, who was an actress and then oh, became yeah. a director. Yeah, she directed The Trouble with Angels with Haley Mills and so on. The reason she didn't take more directing assignments in Europe was simply because she didn't want to be away from her cats in the U.S. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you juggle global living. I mean, uh, what's something that would surprise people, our listeners, about Beverly Hills and then Sydney, Australia, either when it comes to the people or the pets, since you've well, seen both? both places love and treat their animals well. And, you know, that's another thing in Life's a Pooch, is that there is some background on the history and how dogs were treated, you know, when they had to earn their keep, when they had to sleep outdoors at night, and they were given only scraps, because people assume there has always been dog food, you know, canned dog food. Well, since World War II, but uh, before that, it was a dog's life, as they say. Well, interesting. Beverly Hills has a lot more crime than Sydney. Oh, really? Oh, huh. yeah. It's, more, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you know I'm going to say this, more cat burglars? <laughs> now, isn't that something? You know, there are so many derogatory anti-cat words. I much know. Much more than anti-dogs, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's basically because, and this is in my book, Holy Cow, which, by the way, you can find in many public libraries. That's oh, always a fun okay. place for books. The thing is, in general, culturally, in the West, the cat is identified with the female and the dog with the male. And so you have a lot of sexist terms that are really anti-women that are directed at cats. From, mm-hmm. you know, when people were creating all these, men were creating these words and expressions centuries ago, but we still use them. Like, oh, she's so catty. Now, you wouldn't say, oh, he's so doggy. If anything, that might be a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of thing. Oh, there are many examples. Just look in Holy Cow. I have to say that book is so interesting because of the topic. Oh, I love that book. And and also, you have a a lot of your books still are on Amazon, too. So let's get you some money. We want them to go to the library, but, you know, you got to get some kibble in your bowl, too, right? (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) So this book, what made you divide it into those five sections we talked about? What was the kind of the writing process behind that? Well, simply that once you have a mass of quotes, you have to figure, well, in what order do you put them so that they flow, so there's a nice segue. And also, what about the, one of the chapters is pampered pooches, about how some dogs are, you know, in the lap of luxury. That's one. Then the very first one is everyone's best friend, which is why people love dogs and people talking about their dogs. Then what about all the famous movie dogs from Rin Tin Tin and Lassie to Benji? Matisse and Beethoven and so on. Uh, What is it like working with a dog actor? Then dogs and culture, how dogs have shaped human culture and, you know, literature. So many dog-themed books, for example, novels. And then how humans have shaped dogs literally, you know, the different shapes, sizes, breeds, colors, etc. And then, as you said at the end, a short chapter for people who prefer cats or a few (laughs) people who who prefer neither. For example, Quentin Crisp, the British author who moved to New York City, he said ever since he moved to New York from London, he was always being asked, which do you prefer, cats or dogs? And he said, well, who said I prefer either? There you go. There you go. (laughs) Hey, folks, we're uh, speaking with uh, Rose Hadley, and he is the author of two dozen books. The one we're talking about today is called Life's a Pooch, Quotes About Dogs by People Who Love Them. 
He was on our show a couple years ago for his book, Holy Cow. And it really was fascinating. It is a fascinating book because it, he really, really brings you the origination of so many different dog, cat, and other kind of animal phrases. So he's definitely a guy to keep on your radar. Please go to Amazon and get his books. Yes, you can check them out at the library. We appreciate that. But, you know, give the man a bone. He needs, you know, he's an author. I respect that. We're going to learn more after we take this quick commercial break. And guys, I got a question for you. What do you do with all those photos you have? I mean, come on, raise your paw, admit it. You have a ton of photos of your favorite pets. I know I do and your kids too. I mean, I'm looking at my cell phone right now and there's just files and files of photos of my furry Brady Bunch. I'm talking about Kona and Casey and Mikey and Cleo and Bujo. And I'm like, well, they're nice. They're on my phone and, you know, yay. But what do I else do I do? We have a solution for you. You got to check out canvaspeople.com because you can take your very favorite photos and do something with them. And today we're offering a very special, you can get an 11 by 14 canvas people print free. Now we're talking about a $69.99 value. And what they can do is you can take your favorite photo. Like I'm looking at pet safety cat Casey right now. He has a beautiful pose. I can make that into a wonderful 11 by 14 print. All you have to do is go to canvaspeople.com, upload your favorite pet photo or other photo. You know, you might have a favorite two-legger too, and enter this very special code, BEHAVE. Now, this is just a special limited offer for our listeners today. So remember, go to canvaspeople.com and use the code BEHAVE and you're going to get a free 11 by 14 print valued at $69.99. Now, I've been sniffing around that canvaspeople.com site and I got to tell you, it rocks because not only can you get prints, but you can upload photos and have them on throw pillows on photo mugs. I'm a big tea drinker, so I know I'm going to be ordering some photos of my crew. You can have a plaque on your desktop. There's a lot, a lot of options. They give you speedy delivery. The quality is stellar and they're very friendly too. So again, for all you listeners, we're very excited. Go to canvaspeople.com, upload your favorite pet photo or other photo, enter our special code BEHAVE, and you're going to get your paws on an 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. Just a little PS, this is a great offer, but we just got to remember, you do have to pay for shipping and handling, but big deal. You're getting an 11 by 14 Canvas print free. So I hope you take advantage of this great offer. Learn more, just go to canvaspeople.com. So please sit, stay, maybe turn the page of Life's a Pooch book. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with Spot, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their Poochie. Get, get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Betty White, and I'm inviting you to tune in to the Obehave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. 
We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm delighted that we have back on our show, Bose Hadley. And, uh, you know, you are quite the author and you have quite the range. We're talking about dogs and cats and other critters. But you're into the Hollywood scene, uh, especially some of the uh, icons like Marilyn Monroe. And you even have a book called Hollywood Lesbians from Garbo to Foster. Right. You, you Foster, don't leave. Yeah. A, you don't. You must be the cool guy at the cocktail party. You're the one everybody <laughs> starts circling around, right? Well, yes, people always have questions. They come up. On the other hand, some people, like because of Hollywood lesbians, which is lesbians and bisexuals, but you couldn't put that in the title. It's too long. Uh, they <laughs> will. A few people will avoid one. For example, the late Roddy McDowell, who, by the way, he was asked who was his favorite actress. And he said, well, I have to say my friend Elizabeth Taylor, because otherwise I'd say Lassie, but Lassie was played by a laddie. Oh, a that's right. Dog. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, uh, with that so, uh, kind of colleague coat, you didn't couldn't check under the hood and find that yeah, out. This is very true. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he showed me pictures of the original Lassie, and then he showed me pictures of a totally different looking dog. And I thought, what's that? He said, that is also a collie, but not the kind you see in the movies. This one looked bald. Oh. So I never knew that until showed me these photos, yeah. And oh. he was a great animal lover. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what about your book, 492 Great Things About Being Italian? Um, right, well, because my one grandmother was a Leone, and one of oh, my five oh. languages is Italian. Well, that's like 1492, except that would be... That's what books. I was wondering. I was thinking yes. you were sailing somewhere like to a new world. <laughs> exactly. Well, again, there is Italy is one of the countries that has contributed so very, very much to world culture. Not just, of course, art and cuisine, but you'd be surprised, science and so, for example, it's alphabetical, and there are 492 entries. Under L, you have everything from Sophia Loren and Lady Gaga oh. to La Scala Opera House, Linguini, Lamba, uh, I should say, uh, Lancia cars, Lamborghini cars, Lasagna, mm. Lorenzo the Magnificent from the Renaissance, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, Leonardo oh. da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, it's just, <laughs> there's just so much in there. I, I had to stop myself. Stop. 492. I could go on and on. Guy Lombardo. Like you remember him? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You enjoy life. And you know what? We need oh, yeah. a little sprinkle of Bose Hadley in everyone's life because... People can get so, you know, puss face, I guess. Uh-oh, another bad cat comment, puss face. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I love my cat, Casey. He teaches pet first aid with me. He's an orange tabby. We call him the feline George Clooney because he wears a little bow tie, and he charms everyone in our classes. But I got to watch my language. I just said puss face in a negative way. Well, there's also sour puss. There you go. There's no dog equivalent for that. Yes, sourpuss. What is sourpuss? All right. I'm trying to keep track. I'm trying to keep the math. I'm an ex-sports writer. Five languages. I've got you mentioning English, Italian, and French. What were the other two? Spanish and, and German. Oh, so you can say oh, Merida sure. and Shiza at the same time. <laughs> yes, you could. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. That's my language. I remember I went to uh, Munich, Muchen, and I learned Munchen. that who is Ver and where is Vo. Exactly. There so I kept per- asking who the bathroom was. <laughs> yeah, well, right. <laughs> no, there are several misleading words. For example, in German, the word gift, G-I-F-T, means yeah. poison. poison. No way. Really? Yes, yes. Whereas a gift as a present is geschenk. But if you see gift, well, that's poison, so watch out. 
Well, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. And the oh, other thing is, I drove on the on the Audubon. This was years ago, and I kept thinking, "Where's this town, Ozfar?" And then someone said, "Idiot, that's exit." <laughs> yes. I yes. was very young. Come on, Bose. I was very young. I was learning. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's difficult in other languages, but at least it's our same Roman alphabet. If you go to Greece or Bulgaria, oh, they have different alphabets. So what can you read? Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I know Gato and Bonita Pero for yes. my dog and cat. Um, I know I teach my dog Kona different commands with hand signals, oh. English and Spanish. So ven, abajo, rapido, all that. So Kona is actually almost as multilingual as you because think <laughs> about our pets. They have yeah. to know dog, sometimes dog and cat. And people, and what else, right? Exactly. No, that, and the, the intelligence of dogs, that's another thing that's in Life's a Pooch. I think it's Wanda Sykes who said, the average dog is said to have the intelligence of a three-and-a-half or four-year-old. You can't train a three-and-a-half or four-year-old child to do all the things a dog can do. No, and, oh. and manipulate us, too. Come on. Yes, you know, you know. exactly. I think one of my favorite quotes in your book was from actress and author Jamie Curtis, page 58. Do you have your book? Mm-hmm. Would you like to read that? Because you have the better radio voice for your book. It's oh, your book. I don't know about that, especially right now with a bit of a cold. Let's see. Oh, Jamie Lee okay. Curtis. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if someone proved that small dogs are aware how cute we think they are. <laughs> they get used very quickly to being spoiled, and once they're used to it, there's no turning back. A little yes. dog named Cleo, who's a retired surfing dog, and she knows how to work it. You know, she's 12 pounds soaking wet, but she knows how to work it. So I, I agree with you that they are far more intelligent than three and a half year old toddlers. I mean, the new science is now cognitive, where dogs are getting paired up with folks with PTSD, and and not only are they able to sniff out like early signs before a seizure or diabetic episode, but they're getting to even smell the anxiety attacks before we have them. That is not a three-year-and-a-half-year-old toddler capability. No, they have certain senses that are superhuman, the hearing and uh, the vision and so on. Oh, wow, yeah. They're remarkable animals, really. They're not just cute or lovable, which they are, but they are remarkable beings. Well, the next time you do a quote book, I'd like to give you my quote. Oh, sure. I Uh, say... In fact, for the Cat Quotes book, if they say yes then I will go and check out some of your books and include a few in the Cat Quotes books. Well, sure. here's, here's an Arden original. You ready? Okay. I said, dogs put the D in drool, the O in obey, the G in goofy, and the S in seconds, please. But oh. cats put the C in candid, the A in attitude, the T in tenacious, and the S in so what? You're right. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Very true, yes. Think I have a crack at making your book? Oh, yes, I absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. And it reminds me of another quote where somebody said that uh, dogs come when you call them. Cats <laughs> take a message and get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, same I'm, attitude. You have the same thing with 166 with actress Tina Louise. You guys know her. She was in Gilligan's Isle. She was the ginger. movie star. Oh, she ginger? No, yeah, ginger. Oh, ginger was Tina Louise. Oh, okay, Ginger. Yeah. The, wasn't she the was she the movie star? The movie star, yeah. Movie Very star. beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> page one sixty six. What did she say about cats and dogs? Well, let me see here. One six six. Yeah, because she definitely was not Marianne. <laughs> we know that. Okay, right. she. That's said, right. That's the name I was remembering. <laughs> Tina Louise. Dogs like everybody. Cats are more selective. 
There you go. <laughs> and then there's a funny quote from Winston Churchill, of course, legendary, who said that uh, dogs look up to you, cats look down on you. He preferred pigs. They look you straight in the eye. There you go. That's a straight mm. oink on that one. Folks, we're speaking with Bose Hadley. The book is called Life's a Pooch. It's just been out for a few weeks. Please get your paws on it and check out some of his other books. This guy is a wordsmith, and he just gives you this delightful, I don't know, it's like a journey. You know, I love words, but it's a mm. journey. And sometimes we get so caught up in politics and Super Bowls and everything. Your books give us a little bit of a respite, a little bit of a, a nice little, you're an oasis of just, ah. Yeah, and surprise sometimes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to mention one quote, Cindy Williams, who was Shirley on Laverne and Oh, Shirley. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got five blurbs besides Betty White, there are four others. And she gave a quote that I think most any female will appreciate. She said, this reminds me why dogs are so wonderful. They love women without their makeup. Oh, there you go. And I, you know what? My dogs are here with me right now, and I am going sans makeup because I'm behind the microphone and not in front of the camera. So, guys, am I okay? Okay, nobody's gagging, so I guess we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They love the essence of the person, yes. I do wish you safe travels, and I wish you much Thanks. success for your future books, too, Bose. And it's always nice to have you on the show. You're just, I love wordsmiths, and you're one of the top. Well, thank you, Arden, very much. All right. And we are also, at this time, want to give a big shout-out to our producer, Mark Winter. We affectionately call him the Wizard of Paws as he hosts this and all the shows on Pet Life Radio Network, the number one radio network about pets on the planet. Woo! Okay, that's enough. I also hope you will follow me on Facebook. It's just easy, Arden Moore. YouTube, Arden Moore Knows Pets. And uh, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.